You're listening to The Seduce Podcast with Cass and Kat, where we love to talk about life and experiences that inspire your higher self. Good morning, Cass. Good morning, Cat. How are you feeling today? <laughs> I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm very good. <laughs> That's good. Very good today. I've got rosemary in hand. <laughs> Ditto, helping us with our memory. Yeah. Fun fact, everyone. <laughs> oh my gosh, all our episodes are unscripted. So, <laughs> so this helps. This helps remember all the topics that we need to mention. <laughs> it actually also helps with hair growth, ladies. You boil it up with oil and then you can look at your face. You're like, oh, my God. Yeah, I can send you a whole video on it. I made a batch and then on every Thursday night I kind of put oil in my hair and the next day I have a blow-dried, washed out and blow-dried. And it's great. Shine, hair growth, a lot of baby hairs coming through, so it's really good. Well, memory, like the function of memory was seen to be improved by rosemary because Mm. back in the ancient days, Greek scholars are known to have used it through essential oil. So not exactly like the plant, but through oils, they put it on their neck. And when they were sitting exams, and it was meant to bring on amazing. Oh, you know me, I love essential oils. I love yes, yeah, yes. Uh, So that makes sense. Because when you think about it, it's going through the, you know, I'm talking about oil for the hair, but yeah. if it's also being seeped into the scalp, maybe See, absorbs into the brain. Maybe my brain's bigger because of it. <laughs> we'll find out this Debatable. episode. Debatable. <laughs> <laughs> Look, today is another interesting topic. Mm. I want to talk about how do you get to a point in life where the things that people say to you, the negative things that people say to you, mm-hmm. don't affect you. Oh, yeah, I'm there. I'm that point in life. <laughs> You're there. Before before we talk about how you got there, <laughs> I've got a really good friend at the moment who's going through a pretty shitty experience with one of their siblings. Mm-hmm. And this sibling, look, for whatever reasons going on in her life, has just taken this path of being really mean to my friend. Okay. They don't see eye to eye on a few things and differences are okay, but in this scenario... The differences are not okay. <laughs> and I'm guessing she can't cut her out of her life? No. And the friendship is too formed? Doesn't want to. Like, they're sisters. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you want to try and salvage things yeah. there and not just throw it away over over small things. But the small things are adding up now. Yes. And they're becoming big things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I suppose when you've got siblings, sometimes boundaries aren't really there. The things you say to each other, you can be a lot more brazen and a lot more outspoken and upfront with your siblings because they'll just take it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you think about you grew up with brothers, so you understand that dynamic of they talk a lot of shit and they'll abuse you sometimes and (laughs) you just got to take it. Got to roll with it. Right? But then as you get older, that stuff is no longer acceptable. Mm. And I think it's at a point now where, yeah, there's just a lot of, I'd I'd call it abuse because it's pretty dramatic, like verbally, I mean, verbally. So imagine like, Anything you say to me, I just attack you on it. I attack you for your opinion. Well, I we attack you for how you feel about that. I think everyone listening knows what I would do in that scenario. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Like, so, I don't care that you're my sibling. My friend is a very kind-hearted person and yes. she's softer. Mm-hmm. So she's not the type that's just going to fight back and she doesn't want to instigate more problems. So she'll kind of just take it 
Mm. and let it slide and just move on with conversation or hang up or not see her for a while and just kind of have that space. But it just keeps happening and it's become something, you know, she talks about it with me a lot. And I was offering up a bit of advice on, on ways to go about dealing with it. But I want to know what your take is because I'm sure, look, in life we've all experienced someone saying horrible things to us. Yeah, absolutely. You know, maybe about our appearance, maybe about, you know, why are you doing that? You shouldn't be doing that. Mm. Everyone's always got criticism. (laughs) Yeah. And sometimes it's not constructive. So Mm. have there been instances in your life where you can say that you've had to deal with a situation like this and then talk about how you've actually dealt with it? Yeah. Oh, I can probably list incidents like this Mm. from people making comments about my weight because I've always been quite petite Mm -hmm. to people, you know, (laughs) mentioning clothing I might be wearing, you know. And after two stints on reality TV, you really – because I had to deal with trolling as well. Yeah. And obviously your skin gets thicker in these kinds of scenarios. But you really realise that the reasons for people saying certain things, whether it's sarcasm or they try to say it as a joke Mm. or they go behind your back and say it, say it to your face, Mm. but, you know, assume you'll be fine with it. Generally, it's something within them, Mm. an insecurity of some some kind, Mm. is normally the reason for them saying something. Because I don't go out of my way to say crap to people Mm. or to be like, you know, it would be, you could almost call it like a smiling assassin. Mm. You know how people can smile to your face and then be like, cat, as if you're wearing that top. Mm. Mm -hmm. Like how do you deal with something someone says like, you know what I mean? Like because you know that they're saying it with something, there's intention there. Yeah, there's a bit of malice there. Yeah. Yeah, and it's very easy to assume that, oh, okay, well, you know, but in my instance, I find it easy to assume that, well, they're triggered. They're yeah. triggered because, you know, they can't wear what I'm wearing right mm-hmm. now. If they're making a comment about my weight, you know, is it because they can't achieve, not that mine's an achievement, I've just always been small, but are they wanting to lose weight, put on weight, and mm-hmm. they can't achieve their goals in that? Is that the reason for them verbally saying something to you? Mm-hmm. So it's on the top of their mind, they're thinking it, You know, so in your instance, your friend, Mm. this abuse, is she being abused at home? Mm. Is she being attacked by others? Mm. What's the thought process going on? It's really interesting that you bring this up because this month I feel like there's been so many things. And I was literally thinking to myself last night, the night before, why don't I care? (laughs) (laughs) you mean when someone says the like is judgmental to your face yes Mm. why don't I care why have I reached 37 years old and I might tell you I might tell Charlie my partner and why does it just not bother me Mm. why am I going okay so this happened I found out this oh here's an example I remember saying something to a friend in confidence and it has been relayed to me just this week Mm. that she told another person something that I'd said and now it's gotten back to me. Ah, okay. And in my mind I go, okay, well, how true of a friend are you? How close do I need to hold my cards to my chest? Mm. Do I want to cut you off? Because we all know I can do that. I'm a bit savage. You know, how much do I treasure the friendship? Mm. 
But it got to me asking those questions and I was like, why don't I care? Mm. Like why am I at the point where I can't be bothered bringing it up? But having said that, if I'm going to be reserved from now on around her, Mm. where's the friendship? Yeah, what's the you point of the what friendship? I mean? the, yeah, yeah, exactly. If I'm going to start backing away, mm. is it better to bring it up? I think we spoke about this in another episode, you bringing yeah, something up and that friend, like the friendship isn't the same. Yes, yes. Once again, if I go that way or if I don't say anything, I think my attitude's still going to be the same. I'm not going to care. Yeah, yeah. And I think I've just, and it's a, honestly, it's a great place to be in life, to be that secure in myself and my other friendships and my circles mm. and my relationship. I'm just, I'm just too secure right now, I think. Mm. What do you think? Yeah, I think, look, I think it's a process to get to this point because mm. we grow up being taught that people's opinions of us are important. Mm. They're not. So you want to be liked, you want to make sure you're doing the right thing so that people play with you. Like think about primary school days, you know, the teachers will always tell you, you need to be kind, you need to do this, you need to do that. They're they're trying to mould you in a way that is likeable, right? So we've always been taught that from a young age. Yeah, absolutely. So we were never taught about boundaries. Mm. So there's a real grey area there because when you think about yourself as a kid and even as an adolescent, when you're being told that you always have to be kind in any scenario, right? Mm. It's like, well, if someone's being mean to you, someone's bullying you, sometimes being kind isn't the right thing. Like to be trampled on Mm. and to be full taken advantage of isn't Mm. the right way. You have to instill a boundary. Oh, absolutely. And we don't get taught about boundaries. No. Nowhere in school or even, I don't know about you, but my parents back then, no one knew about boundaries. The the one thing I can remember is I got in, this is going to go off on a bit bit of a tangent, but Mm. I got I was walking down the corridor at school and I was in year eight yeah. and this odd girl thumped me in the back. She just literally, I did not know this person. She was a couple of years older than me. I think there was actually something that might have been mentally wrong with her. Okay. She just hit me in the back mm. as I was walking and me being this petite little girl, I was like, <gasps> what just happened? Now you speak about boundaries. I went to the teacher's. They didn't do anything. In fact, they put us both in a room together to discuss it. And I was like, I don't know this girl. I don't Mm. know why it happened. Mm. My father, being like the old school Italian that he was, he was like, okay, you hit her back. Mm. Mm. So that, so in in that (laughs) scenario, I had a father that literally said to me, "You, you," and I go, Papa. I'll get in trouble if I do that. And he goes, well, then I'll come speak to the teachers. Mm. And it was in that moment being what, how old are you in year eight? You're 14? In that moment you punched her out, didn't you? (laughs) (laughs) But in that moment I was like, my dad's got my back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was like, I can now do whatever I want. My dad has my back. Mm. And I feel that that is also, I can say now at 37 years old, in different scenarios, I know lots of people have my back. Mm. You know, if I was to cut out a friend, I've got plenty of other friends. If I was to speak to Charlie about something, he's going to have my back. Yeah. Sometimes he plays devil's advocate, you of know course. what I mean? But, like, he's got my back mm. in these scenarios. So I think it was just instilled in me from a very young age that <laughs> I could do what I wanted. Mm. 
My dad said so. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my upbringing was not like that. So my dad, no, nah, he didn't really like instill that stuff in us. Mum was more. So he wasn't violent? <laughs> <laughs> no, he was definitely not. <laughs> Mum was the one that was very diplomatic. Yeah. So she was always, you know, if someone bullies you at school, just go tell a teacher about it or come home, mm. talk to me about it, and we'll work through. Mum was great at like, she was like my little counselor yeah. for me and my sister. You know, if That's anyone would upset us at school, we'd come home, we could talk about it with her. Mm. Right? So I've always grown up with that, which I think is why I love things like mediation and helping people in conflict because that's how I was brought up. Mm. Instead of don't don't react in the moment, let's just take a step back and let's work out, you know, why did they say that to you? What did you do in the scenario that mm. maybe instigated something for them? Or was this something that was just completely – you know, in your instance, because yeah, you're just walking down random. the corridor, you did nothing. <laughs> random. So mum would sit and actually like chat about it. And then to the point where I'd see the other person's side of the story. Yeah. So that was an interesting insight, learning mm. that at a young age. But as for boundaries, no, I wasn't taught about boundaries. Yeah. And I think that was something that came in my 20s and that I learned through experiences and also a bit of the studies that I had done as well that kind of just taught me like, if you don't want someone to treat you a certain way, stop allowing them to treat mm. you in that way. Mm. And whether that means cutting them off, mm. we can take that as an example. That's yep. not allowing someone because you're yeah. cutting them off. You don't give them right. the opportunity to communicate. Yeah, absolutely. Or reaching a level, for instance, there's someone in my life that I see is in instances quite not nice. <laughs> Yeah. Or horrible. Okay. To people and things she says around me. Right. But she never does it to me. See, okay. So that's the thing, right? Mm. So that, that was my next question. So the first one being, how do you get to a point in life where the things people say don't bother you anymore? And then that leads to mm. the next level up, which is how do you get your vibration level so high mm. that people don't even bother throwing shade your way because you exude so much energy to show that you don't really give a shit mm -hmm. what they say. I think there's a couple of answers to this. Mm -hmm. And one would be, like in my circumstance, I think the waters would have been tested at the start of this friendship, I'll say mm -hmm. this person in the circle. She would have tested and tried with me years mm -hmm. ago mm -hmm. and I would have shut it down. Yes. I would have been in her face and she would have been known. Immediately she would have taken a step back and gone, okay, I can't go there with her. I'm not going to be able to get away with it with her. So pause for a second. Mm. So if someone makes a comment on your appearance, a friend, I don't mm -hmm. know, you catch up with them for lunch or dinner and they make a comment about the clothing that you're wearing mm -hmm. and it's negative. Mm -hmm. So maybe maybe they turn around and say, oh, that dress is too short. Mm -hmm. like, oh, that dress is too short. Why are you wearing that? Okay. How do you shut that down? Okay, for me. How would Cassandra <laughs> shut that down? Well, my answer's probably going to not be as interesting as you think, mm. but I know the insecurity lies within them. Mm. So I don't say anything or mm. like I let it go or I'm like, oh, I love this dress. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. saying it only matters how I feel about what I'm wearing or how I look, yes. you know, and I'll get onto, remind me, we'll get onto when I was doing a cleanse and a fast about what people said, but I'll stay on topic with this. Mm. If I reacted and said, oh, well, your lipstick is out of, outside your lips. <laughs> it's it's wrong only, shame. you know what I mean? It's only showing that they've irritated me. Yeah. 
I wouldn't even think to do that because I know where the insecurity lies. Mm. To say that to someone, you know, I was always taught you only say nice things or you don't say anything at all. Mm. So if someone's going to say something negative, I'm sorry, but that's you. Like how angry or how toxic are you inside to be commenting on someone's appearance and to Mm. be, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, Fair enough, people talk that smack to their friends or like, did you see that? And once again, we've spoken about this and that's just small minds. If you're gossiping, you've got nothing much better to do. Your goals aren't big enough. And I've been lucky enough that, you know, I've always had goals and always had focus on different things Mm. that I'm just not that kind of person to do that. other people's lives is not of interest to you. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, if we take it to when I was doing a cleanse, myself and a friend of mine were doing a cleanse last year Mm. and the people around me, knew the motivation behind it. It was a cleanse to get healthy. Mm. I was having a couple of little endo issues had flared up. You know, it was just after, you know, the ex had come back. Mm -hmm. It was a real clearing of the mind to me. So I said to this friend, I said, yes, I will do this fruit cleanse with you. We'll do it together because it's very, very hard to do a a fast in a sense or a cleanse like this. So you Mm. need that support. Mm. So as we did it, we lost, okay, my friend is tall and slim, taller than me and slim, and I'm short and petite, mm. right? I can't even tell you how much weight started dropping off of mm. us, mm. right? It was just – and we were having – it was something like five or six meals a day, but they were all fruit, like cleansing sure. raw, right? Yeah. yeah. And it, 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 it's it's actually unbelievable just how much starts dripping. So her and I, we're like, oh, my God, oh, my God. We knew we had a date that we had to see this through. Mm. And within the first two, three weeks, we were already dropping a dramatic amount of weight that we were talking to each other going, I'm having to wear baggy T-shirts. Things are looking, other things are looking quite baggy on me. Now, so it wasn't, it wasn't like, yay, winning, we're losing weight. No. It was like, oh, shit. It was like, oh, shit, our skin looks fantastic. We're feeling phenomenal. So much energy, sleeping great. But oh crap, mm. like, like where's our butt and boobs gone? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So then what happened? So we had the support from each other, but she started getting comments from friends. I started getting comments from friends. And now these friends that I started getting comments from knew the purpose of this, knew it was health related. Yeah. Why would you comment if you knew that? Mm. If you knew the purpose of what someone was trying to achieve, yes, you can say something maybe out of concern, like, hey, like you're feeling great, uh, you're looking a little bit, but are you good? You You know what I mean? But some of the comments I received were just like, you better stop doing this soon Mm. because we're not going to be able to see you soon. Mm. And it's just like, come on, man. You know what I love about that? You know what I love about that? I remember you asking me. This is funny. I remember you asking me in that moment because obviously people had made a lot of comments to you and I had, I think I had come over, I opened the door, we came, I came inside your house and then you were like, hey, do you think I'm looking too, like too, too <laughs> skinny and like bony? And I was like, because I don't notice that stuff, right? That's yes. just me. I don't notice that stuff. So I was like, no, you look great. <laughs> what? You look great. What's wrong? And you're like, no, I've lost weight because of this thing. And I was like, oh, I was like, nah, I still look good. Yeah. Like. To me, I just don't, I don't even notice. I don't notice people's appearances like that. Yes. You know, sometimes I'll be with friends and we'll see a person out and then they leave and and someone that I'm with might say, wow, like she's put on a lot of weight. And I'll be like, 
holy moly. Like I, I don't even, even notice. That's not even a thing. That's very similar to me. I don't notice that either until someone says until it. Until someone really yeah. says it and then I have to think back and even then I'm like, wow, yeah, didn't, yeah. that was not where my mind went. Yeah, but and to be honest, if it wasn't for my clothing telling me so, yeah. I wouldn't have you wouldn't have noticed so. either. I'd be like, my skin looks great. My eyes are so white. My hair is so shiny. <laughs> like, so when people were making those comments, how did you react in the moment? So I remember in that moment, like once again, this friend said it as we're going to lose you if, you know, if you don't stop. And I was like, well, no, I'm not stopping. I've got a goal and, and it's a health goal that we're going to achieve. So I'll be fine. Yeah. The weight will come back. And that exactly. And yeah. that was literally the way I addressed it. Please worry about yourself. Yeah. Yes. Worry about yourself. <laughs> it was like when the whole COVID thing was happening and people were very fearful. I am not fearful of this. Please don't include me in your um, whatever's going on in your mind because yeah. I'm not worried. I take my vitamin C, my vitamin D, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Please don't try to instill your fear in me because mm. that's not my mindset. Yes. I love that. Thank you. And uh, COVID free. <laughs> COVID free over there. <laughs> <laughs> For how many years now? <laughs> no, I did. I did get it. I think I. Did, I think I did get it. And I also. Um, I never tested, but I think it happened. I never tested, but I remember it was your daughter's baptism, and I was holding her. <laughs> so you gave everyone COVID at my event. Excellent. But Cass is like never had COVID, and everyone around her just like dropping off. That didn't happen. I don't remember anyone saying that was sick after the party. Yeah. So that's oh, right. good, good. I remember a couple of people didn't come because yes. they had yes. COVID or yeah. uh, things were hoped. You know what? Back then it was like, I've got a sore throat. I better not come. It's like, oh, my God, guys. Seriously. Yeah. And that's, again, one of those things that you have to let go of. Like you put so much energy into an event and it's for your daughter and you care so much about her. And then you've got people saying, oh, I'm not going to come because <coughs> – and it's and how do you deal with that because I remember on the day you were just like oh oh, we've just changed seatings because some people couldn't make it I literally had 30 people 30 people like families with kids like you know 30 that's that did not rock up and I got those cancellations literally from two days before the party to the morning of the party I had another two families no and I you know and what can you say like I'm not going to sit there and tell you, like, still come. Like, you know that I don't care about this shit. Yeah. Like, don't rock up to my event with a mask. Like, you will not be allowed in. (laughs) You know I don't care about this. Unless you're vomiting, stay home. But if you've got a cold, like, we've all got colds. It's the middle of winter. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. It was the middle of winter. But, you know, you've got to understand that people are where they are, where they're at. And, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, it is. It so is frustrating, hard. a little it's bit frustrating. frustrating. Yep, but you were able to get. You oh, just you moved just some it. tables around yes, and you just did make your it thing. Happen. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I mean, let's take what if your attitude to that was, nah, oh my God, like abuse oh, to that. You know what I mean? Imagine if I held on to that. Yeah. Like, because, you know, let's think about it. A big event like that, you've already paid mm-hmm. for everyone to be there, to mm. eat, to enjoy themselves, right? Yeah. You've paid for food, you've paid for drinks. You've, like, that's already done. You can't get that back. Yeah. You know, imagine if I held on to that or, you know, made it a bigger problem than what it was. Like, well, yeah. People got to do them. They do what they think is right, right in the moment. I might not agree, but it is what it is. Absolutely. Just make sure the present's really good. Yeah. When I see you later. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> so, yeah, if we take it back to our vibrations, like, obviously, your vibration in this scenario was, hey, it's frustrating, but I can. Yeah, like cool, like, like I'm over it. I'm not going to spit abuse to them. 
you know, and it's kind of like what I said, if someone's going to make a comment on my clothing or on how I look or my hair or my makeup or my nails, it's kind of like, well, cool. Yeah. Because uh, I am that secure and happy within myself. I love my nails. I love I love mm. what I'm wearing. Mm. Mm. You do you. I like and that response actually. Thank I you. I like that response because I didn't ever think – to apply that. So mm. by literally just turning it around and saying like, oh, yeah, I, I love this dress. Yeah. I love this. Oh, I got this dress in so-and-so and blah, blah, blah. I love it. Yeah. Like that's an interesting way of. Because it's about how we in ourselves feel. Mm. Clearly they're triggered by something, you know, and um, it could come from a place of jealousy for them. Mm. They do really like the dress. So they're making a cheeky comment mm. about it mm. you know there's there's a multitude of or reasons. it could happen from another way you know naturally people are quite judgmental mm. so it's like comes from a point of like oh i'd never wear that yeah so i'm yeah. just gonna make a point of telling her that it's ugly or you know why are you so, wearing that like so, so many bizarre. ways in which people you know yeah. yeah yeah it's an odd one to, to understand the mind of every person is near impossible Absolutely. but um, but it's definitely important all that you can focus on is how you react to it and how mm. you respond to it are you gonna let that ruin your day your week your month your life mm. no you're not gonna do that yeah you know you, I mean some people do but what sort of quality of life is that mm-hmm. you know you've got to let these things slide it's just it is what it is I mean I'm more of the type that if, I mean, it hasn't happened in a very long time, but the few times that it has happened, if someone said to me, oh, you know, do you think you should be wearing that or da, 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 right? Are you my father? Right. Like, my dad doesn't even care. Like, yeah, why do you care? Like, you know? But no, but honestly, it comes from, like, my reaction hasn't been your reaction, which next time if that ever happens, I will use your reaction. Yeah. My reaction has always been, why does it bother you what I'm wearing? Yeah. That's, that's, that's been my instinct. Mm. Why does it bother you? You're not wearing it. Calm down. And you know you what? Know? That could come from a place of your curious mind. Maybe. Like you're like, I don't get it. Why do you care? Let's have a counselling session about yeah. this. Let's, work. Let's you get know, to the bottom of you know your what? issue. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And then mine, I don't know, it's just a place of, hey, I like every item I've picked in my wardrobe. But I, I, I don't know why I don't care. I just don't <laughs> care. I don't know if there's something wrong with me, but the fact that I'm just like meh, and then I find out about fr- this friend saying something, and I and I mention it to Charlie, and I mention it to you, and Charlie says, "List down the points you want to ask them," and I go, "Oh, like so to bring it up, with to the, bring the it person. up, okay, okay," right. and I go, "But I got nothing to ask because yeah. I don't care." Yeah. Uh, you know, in the moment, I was just like, "This was me." I was like, "Hmm," when I found out through another friend. Mm. I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Like because your mind is processing, why has my friend gone and said something to someone else, which I told her, like you're supposed to be my friend, where are your loyalties? Mm -hmm. I'm big on loyalty, you Mm -hmm. know that. Mm -hmm. If someone betrays my trust, I am just, I'm quite ruthless. We also know that. Mm -hmm. So when I heard it, I was like, hmm, that's interesting. I told you. Mm Mm-hmm. I told Charlie. Charlie's insight was like, look, now you're going to have to play your cards close to your chest Mm. with what you say to this person. And like you said before, but what kind of friendship is that? That's the thing because we all know, if you've listened to the past episodes, we all know that I 
approached a friend about something that was bothering me and then it didn't go so well and Mm. our friendship hasn't been the same since. And you start to wonder if it was worth that, if it Mm. was worth the effort of that. Sometimes you've just got to go, okay, it's been brought to my attention. I now have that information, put it in the back pocket. Now I know when we catch up, I just have to be, just think about some of the things I say. Mm. We can still talk freely about life and all the things we love and, and, you know, catching up and her issues, my issues. But if I'm going to mention something about somebody else, Mm. don't do it in front of that person. No, absolutely. But again, again, then we go like ruthless cast mentality and we go, well, what's the point of the friendship if I can't tell you everything? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) See ya. No. (laughs) So I'm literally, I'm at the point where I probably won't say anything, not yet anyways. Yes. But it's also, I am very secure right now. I'm very happy right now. I don't need anything disturbing my peace. Yeah. Like everything's going phenomenal. Work is amazing. Work has never been better. Mm. It's but you know, our trajectory is like every year gets better and better. But yeah. we've started this year off with a bang. And I said to Charlie, I think this is because of you. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, you know, this man creates so much happiness in my life and no drama, there's no bickering or anything like that, that I have to go, why? Why am I – because you know me, I'm always a happy person and Mm. I loved being single. Single life is great. Mm. But I've got this person now, this teammate, this best mate there Mm -hmm. that's going to have my back no no matter what Mm. Mm -hmm. in the scenarios we talk about also. Mm. Like if someone said something to my face and Charlie was there, (laughs) I don't even know what would happen. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that guy, that guy's going to protect his girl, you know what I mean? 100%. But – I'm just, I said to him, I said, oh my gosh, this is, everything's going so well work-wise. And he goes, that's you, that's your mind, that's everything you've built up to now. And I was like, babe, I think this has a good portion to do with how you make me feel as well. Yes. And I'm just vibrating so much joy every minute in the day. I Mm. can, I've just got this person at the end of the day that I'm going to speak to. And no matter what's happened, it doesn't matter. Because it's not that bad when you've got someone like that. And, you know, if I go back to our initial story of this friend of mine that has this bickering going on with her sister and I look at this friend and she has a group of strong, beautiful women that are in her corner and in her circle. So come the time, day, if she ever makes a decision to back completely away from her sister, Mm. she knows she's got all of us. Yeah. So she's not alone in that. And I think that's part of the things of you set a boundary, yes, but you also need to have people around you that you know can make it easier for if it does go down that path of not having mm. someone in your life anymore, you've got people to turn to. Yeah, absolutely. That's super important. Yeah, it really, really is, truly. You know, because like you said, like you're secure in your relationship, you're happy in your relationship. So whatever anyone else is saying about you to you, eh, whatever. Whatever. That's honestly, everyone listening, it's a great place to be. Mm. So how does one get here? How does one get there? Well, there's been a lot of trials and tribulations along the way for me. Of course. You know, like I said, we mentioned reality TV. You get really thick skin because you've got to deal with trolls. You've got to deal with tabloids on things that never happened. Yeah. You know, so much so that you almost become desensitised to it all, just that bit of numb feeling, you know. Mm. So I don't know if that's got to do with it. I was always obviously a strong a strong character as in yes. I'm not going to let someone walk on 
mm. over me. And this might come back to my dad saying, hit him back. Yeah. Yes. You know? <laughs> so building resilience would be a big start. Mm. Mm-hmm. And being true to yourself, knowing yourself, knowing, you know, if something like that happens, what do you need? Do you need to meditate on it afterwards? Mm. Are you a person that's going to go and open a packet of chips if someone mm. lets you down mm. or says something? You know how people will turn to food if they're, sure, yeah. you know, depressed in any way. Food, alcohol, yeah. cigarettes, anything. Yeah, 100%. Mm. So know yourself as a person to know what's going to be the best way you can deal with something like that Mm. have things if you're meeting a person that does grind your gears or says things rudely to you and it's part of a bigger circle that you've got to catch up with them for lunch but there's like you know 10 other people five other people that also catch up in this group but they for whatever reason pick you out and say certain things to you First of all, sit yourself on another side of the table if you can, (laughs) right? If you have to start distancing yourself, if it's really making you feel crappy, you're going to have to start distancing yourself because your state of mind isn't worth that, isn't worth a monthly or bi-weekly catch-up. No, that's right. You know what I mean? And not just out of obligation. Like, you know, Mm. you've always been to going to those catch-ups or you've always seen that friend who brings her friend and, like, you don't have to do anything out of obligation. Put it this way, I spoke to I spoke to someone recently and I mm. found out that they cut a certain person out of their life mm-hmm. because they realised they were at the root of their anguish. Like they were causing up, like uh, upheaval, what is it called? Like in your body, like they were stirring them internally in not a good way. Okay, like unsettling? Yeah, like, unsettling. Okay. So what this person started doing was just saying no to the catch-ups. Yep. No, 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 until that person stopped asking him. Yeah. So it's a form of snipping someone out of your life essentially. Yeah. If it is better for your state of mind, absolutely. You know, I'm an advocate for cutting the toxicity off. Like if the tree has a bad branch, cut it mm. so the rest of the tree can blossom. Yeah. Now that's a good analogy, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, so Mm. sometimes it's got to be done. Mm. As much as we can let things fly, sometimes that does have to be done. If you are strong enough to be like, cool, I have to see this person or I don't mind it because it doesn't bother me, then great because I'm like that also. Yeah, I'm like that. There's a lot of, not a lot, but there's a few instances like that where, Mm. yeah, I have to see people that I think, oh, we don't really see eye to eye on things, but still be polite and yeah. still be respectful and it, I don't let it get to me. Mm. But if but if it was getting to me, I wouldn't be going to those catch-ups. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So your friend with mm. the sister, yes. do you think there's any reason behind the abuse? Um, like is it just her nature? She's just a bit toxic? She's had some things happen to her? I think a lot of it has to do with ideals and expectations of life not going to plan. Mm. So I know them both quite well. So obviously having grown up mm. with them, I know them very, very well. Both of them. I've, mm-hmm. I've, I consider myself friends with both of them, if mm. that makes sense. Yeah. And when you're friends with both sides, you see them, you know, in all their glory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you know the ins and outs. Obviously I'm closer to my friend more so. But, yeah, it's, it's definitely more of sometimes people get older and realise that life didn't go the way they wanted it to. And maybe for someone else in your circle, life went really well mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. 
and stems from a little bit of envy as well. Uh, yeah. You know, and it's it's hard because you don't want to openly say that about mm. someone. You don't want to say you're jealous or you're envious yeah. and you're the but the reality is these are feelings that people have yeah. about others. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's part of life. You can't mm. shy away from it. It is what it is. So in my opinion, on this scenario, there's definitely a little bit of competition in that relationship and there has been for quite some time. One of those. And it, what's really interesting is that my good friend, she's not competitive at all. All, like yeah. zero, not even 1% And competitive. that would really get under the skin of, of someone who sister. is, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely a personality clash here. Because it's like you're not even trying and you're achieving all this, you know? You know? You're, so not, then, you're not playing my game. Yeah. That's, at the end of the day, they're in a game and the other person's not participating, so it annoys them, angers them. And, you know, being diplomatic and knowing both of them really well, they're great people. She's a great person. Even, you know, my friend's sister, she's a great person. She's just lost Mm. in, you know, her expectations not becoming reality in her life Mm. and watching her sister succeed in basically everything that she does not glorify herself like my like my friend is not the type to be like oh and I did this and look at me and I've got accolades here and achievements here and I studied this and she's not like that at all but the fact that she's even doing those things and has accomplished those things is enough to trigger her sister Mm. and that's what it comes down to and I you know when I talk to my friend I say it's got nothing to do with you. I know that sounds so hard to hear, but it has absolutely nothing to do with you. These are her triggers. And sometimes it's easier for a person to say, you triggered me, mm-hmm. rather than look internally and go, hold on, why am I even triggered? You know? So mm-hmm. for as long as someone is putting the blame on you. They don't have to take responsibility. And also you could say everything under the sun to try and fix that, but you can't because it's an inside job with them. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's nothing. Unfortunately, your hands are tied. There is nothing you can do to change that scenario. Mm-hmm. Unless you both went to some counselling maybe together and got to the bottom of what these issues are and then individually spoke to someone that can, you know, help you through all these problems. But until then, mm-hmm. unfortunately, it is the way it is. And that's when boundaries have to start coming into play. Yeah. And that's when if the boundaries don't work, if they're not getting it, you have to remove yourself mm. from that relationship for a while. You have to give it space because it's toxic. Mm. You know, this reminds me of something. My, um, God bless my mama, but sometimes she could be a little bit of a negative Nancy. And as you know, I did my trip and then my parents came up and, and on the last two weeks of, of the trip. Yeah, you're all together. The, yeah, the boundaries I had to set was, Ma, I don't want to talk about this. I'm sorry. My state of mind is truly in another place compared to yours. So when you were around me, I've told you numerous times that we need to take the conversation here. Mm-hmm. If it's not there, I can't participate in this. Mm-hmm. Like, because, you know, I love my mum to death. Mm. But it's a way of going, stop talking about this but you cannot talk about it with me. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. just certain things like certain storytelling and whatnot. Like negative things basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and my mind mm-hmm. just isn't there. And I've got to be honest, like she went to say something just the other week when we caught up with my parents for coffee and I was like, Ma, I, I quite literally cannot listen to this. I cannot and I will not. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to – and she'll literally push it. She'll go, but the reason – no, no. <laughs> It's a firm no. Yeah. I will walk away. Yeah. Because sometimes it that can, like as much as I'm chill most of the time, I, I don't want to, I, I can't listen to someone complain. Mm. I cannot. Mm. 
you know, so. But like obsessively complain. Yeah. Not just one time. Like you're talking mm. like it's looping. Like it's, she loops things sometimes. She loops. Yeah. God, oh. my little mama. Oh. You know, it's just that, yeah, it's, it's a bit of that. She had to take charge as the oldest sibling and, yeah. you know, it's just the mentality. You know, our parents are, I guess, a different mentality to this gen, the last gen. They're sure. very old school, you yeah. know. Yes. So they can't quite snap out of things like we we can yeah. now. And you know? also, like, if you think about, you know, we take your mum's scenario, like her life has just been all about you kids mm, yeah that's where her purpose like was. she yeah. doesn't she doesn't work at the moment she's yeah. not working no she's, she's just dad's little secretary like yes. dad had has business. she ever worked yes she has so she worked and she really enjoyed and she working. enjoyed it yeah, yeah yeah absolutely and then you know kids take over and it becomes kids become your life yeah and she cooks for you she cleans for you she does everything for you guys and then you know one day we grow up and we leave the nest mm. and they're left with a life of like what do what i do now, now? And so what happens when there's not much to do or you don't occupy your time, your mind goes back to old scenarios. Your mind goes back to the past and it starts to go, you know, why did he or she do this to me? Why did they make Mm. me feel this way? And all of a sudden you're looping stories. Yeah. 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 Like we take your life, for example, Cass, like, and you say, I don't gossip about people. I don't talk about people. I'm not interested. Your life is going 100 miles an hour every yeah. day. You don't yes. have time. I don't have time. You don't have time. Your brain and mental state is occupied with so much mm-hmm. that there's no space for that yeah. other stuff. <laughs> yes. However, there are people in life that have a lot of time on their hands and there's a lot of space for all that negative talk and negative chat. And before you know it, you've made assumptions in your mind about things that never even happened. Mm. And now you have beef with someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? And that person's like, what did I do? Yeah. Why don't you like my dress, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, like, so you know, yeah. If uh, your parents would be kind of in the not quite in the same age, sixties, they're in the late sixties now. Yeah, yeah. So it's definitely that mentality of mm. you know, kids have gone and purpose has shifted. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, purpose has shifted now. So it's like, what do you do with your time? What do you spend mm. your time talking about? And you would be good for your mum because you push her and force her to talk about other things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which Absolutely. is so important because, you know, I've been in scenarios before where I've had friends that have been going through really shitty situations and all we do is talk about it. Every mm. time we catch up, we talk about the same things. And after a while I started to cut it. Mm. I started to go, you know what, we could talk about that for like 10 minutes, but nothing's changing there. You're not yeah. doing anything to change that situation. Yeah. So I'll give you your 10, 15 minutes and then let's talk about other things. And the look on their face when you talk about normal life. They're is just, like, oh, they're interested in conversation again. Yeah. There's a there's a positivity to them again. And it's like, that's what it's about. That's what you do with your mum. You shut down that conversation to make way for mm. something that's a lot more, you know, it adds value mm. to her life. Absolutely. So was a good takeaway for people that, are, you know, want to care less, let's mm. say, mm-hmm. is diversion mm. in there. You yeah. know, someone says a nasty comment or someone does something you wouldn't do. Diversion. Do you mm. just go, oh. Let me divert my attention now into something else. Yeah. Yeah. That's a boundary. That's a way of of forming a boundary because you haven't engaged in that conversation Mm -hmm. so they didn't get anything out of you so they can't continue with that conversation. It's done. Yeah. You didn't respond. You didn't react. Yeah. That's a boundary. Mm, there you mm. go. Mm. Or, or you could punch them, like whatever works. Yeah, I mean, like work for you your know, dad. My I dad, mean, yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dad said I could do it. 
I mean, he said it about tw- how many years ago? 30 yeah. years ago. Still got my back. Yeah. yeah. Dad would be like, good on you. Good. Yeah, I did say that yeah. 15 years ago. I did it for you. Longer than 15 years ago. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, today's been a good chat. It has been. Thank you so much. It was great to get those little things off my chest. Yeah. Not that they were there because I let them go. We had to really dig deep for examples for this one for you, didn't we? You're like, I don't give a shit about anything. <laughs> so true. So true, though. Oh, I love it. Which is great. It's a good place to be. So I highly recommend everyone getting to, to this point. Yes, yes. Where you just don't care. Where you just don't care. Love Water it. off a duck's back. Love that, Cass. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. It was oh. great chatting with you, Kat, as always. Yes, as always. Thank you very much. Until next time. Till next time.